Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. Who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How's it going today, Steph? Great. I'm much better than I was last week. Yay. Yay. As am I. My allergies have cleared up. Oh, good. Yeah. We're both feeling chipper. Exactly. Speaking Excellent. of Speaking of healing, uh, your new book is up for pre-order. Oh. Healing from Toxic Relationships. So people can go. La, 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 Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. She's got a new book coming out next month, July, uh, Healing from Toxic Relationships. How's it going, Steph? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. You excited for the book to be out soon? I am. Yeah. Gaslighting helps so many people. I'm really looking forward to helping more people. Awesome. Uh, I'm going on a vacation this month. I, if it was like August, it'd be perfect. I'd bring the book along with me and read it on my vacation like I did. Oh, yeah. The last book. Yeah. Uh, last, well. I an advanced copy I could send you. Hmm? Oh, perfect. I can read that on the, on the beach. Um, can I send you to Canada, like, without staying in the post office line? I wonder. But if you, did, if you did send it to me, I would read it 100% and give feedback. That would oh, be very either. helpful for that. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, how's the weather? Well, I don't know if I asked you in the last episode, but. No, I don't, it's 79 degrees, so this is, like, really nice, so. Nice. Yeah, how about you? Uh, it's 68 Fahrenheit, or 20 degrees Celsius, so it is getting warmer. Short weather. Yeah. So, and I just saw the jury return a verdict in the Johnny Depp case, so. Yeah, I wrote a Twitter thread um, probably like a few weeks back about just the nature of emotional abuse mm-hmm. and how it manifests itself in relationships. So if anyone wants to check that out, it was a few weeks ago. My uh, Twitter name is Stephanie Sarkis. Yeah. But I think it's like a 25 part thread where I write about, you know, that emotional abuse is just as much a form of abuse as physical abuse. And some studies have found it's actually more damaging than physical abuse long term. Interesting. Okay, well, we're here to talk about Gilmore Girls, and in particular, we're talking about, let me double check here, I want to be sure, uh, we're talking about Season 7, Episode 5, The Great Stink, so, yeah, moving along with Season 7, which has not been uh, your favorite season so far, Steph, right? For you. For me? Yeah. How do you, what about you in the season oh, so yeah, far? Like, wait. You don't like it either, huh? No, no, I don't like it either, but I'm just curious because, like, this is your first time watching it. So, you know, you, you've been kind of warned that season seven is not that great. Is it, do you feel like it's living up to the low bar of expectations set? Like, it's an alternate universe. And it's all, like, in some shows, I think I've, I think I've, like, told myself, you know what, seasons, like, one through whatever are canon, and the rest of it, like, never really happens. Like, several. 
I mean, Breaking Bad's one of the rarities that every season was good. Um, but there, are, like, yeah. when you think of a show, like, there are shows that you just, like, the last couple seasons, you're like, this is not part of the can- of canon. So can you think of a show, like, I can think of, like, a few, but I can't think of the name right now. Game of Thrones. That's kind of like this. I feel like it ended in season six. Right, almost. Yeah. Because this is, like, a whole different... The only person that's the same is Taylor being a jerk. <laughs> yes. And Kurt got a bit of a doofus, but... He's more of a mean He's got person. a mean streak to him. Yes. Yeah, totally. And it's worth noting, like, this was, like, the final season of the show for many years. Like, the show ended in 2006, and it wasn't until 2017 that the revival happened. So, I mean, for 11 years, people kind of had to accept season 7 was the end. Now, thank goodness, some people don't like a year in life either. I have some issues with it, but I think it's at least way better than um, season 7. But, uh, it's supposed to be like the season 7 of the Amy Sherman, you know what I've written, right? Yes. Now, here's what I will say about A Year in the Life without spoiling anything, is that they gave Daniel Palladino two episodes and Amy Sherman Palladino two episodes, and, it, you know, we've kind of talked about how the Daniel Palladino episodes tend to be the ones that are the most problematic for certain things. Well, those there's only four episodes, mind you, they're like 90 minutes apiece, but... When you have two of those being Daniel Palladino, I think that's where people get a little upset. So it's like, not quite like this, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Logan returns to town. Um, he's, he's acquired an internet company, which I'm like, okay. Seems, the way he was talking about it was a little little strange. I'm like, you can tell it was just a bunch of like business jargon that they wrote down. Yeah, the thing is, he didn't seem like he didn't know that much about the company, and I'm like, okay, you're, you're acquiring this company, you don't know that much about it, but anyways. Um, yeah, but Rory is thrilled that he's acquiring this business. Um, yeah, and then you know, she goes out for dinner to, you know, kind of go for dinner with Logan's colleagues and go along with him, and she starts to realize that she has no connection to this new business world, and I'm like, you think? You've have no job experience, you're, you know, you, right. yes, you work at the, the school paper, but, like, that's not the same as a, as a full-time job, like, uh, I know it's the Yale Daily News, but still, there's, there's a disconnect there. And she uh, finds out that Bobby is a female co-worker, not a male co-worker, and has some issues with that. Yeah, which, I don't know, I thought that was kind of weird, like, A, that she would assume that a co-worker male or female, even though it's a name, like, nowadays with names, like, you can have names that are a little bit more, uh, per- they had to have a setup, right? So that was yeah. a setup. That was but there, I think, to make some drama, like, otherwise well, it was I, an episode I, would have been too easy. Right. Well, I think if there's, yeah, it was irrational, but also, if we think about Logan's history and behavior, where he slept with, I don't know how many people, when they, when they weren't together, which Rory says they were together. He says no, right? So I, I think when, you know, and I thought that Logan was a kind of a narcissist. Um, I don't know if he's at the same level as Emily, but, but um, they, narcissists will make you suspicious of other people. That whichever gender the person's interested in, you, you are, are um, focused on not trusting that person because yeah. of behavior that the narcissist had in the past or things that they told you. Um, so, so that kind of makes sense to me as to what his character's like. Yeah, yeah it was irrational, but I think that there's a solid reason behind it. Mm-hmm. 
I'll talk about that more in this next section. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know, it, it, at least for Rory, I think it kind of felt like they were like, let's give Rory something to do in this. And I don't know, it felt a little, a little bit too forced, but that, the part with like Logan, yeah, I get that. Would I think if they had not focused so much on Rory, I think I would have liked it more, if that makes sense. Like, if it was a storyline where, like, it, it, it focused on Logan, I don't know. That would have been more interesting if he's, like, trying to improve himself, but then he's got these situations where he's like, oh, like, this is going to make me look bad or something. So. And just the, the dialogue between the Bobby and the, the co-workers will seem problematic. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just curious as to, you know, like, if this is a real-life situation, how much, how much of that was she okay with? Yeah, you wonder, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so what else do we have happening on this episode? Um, oh, Christopher reveals that Sherry has written him a letter saying that uh, um, she regrets eating their daughter Gigi and she wants, uh, she wants Gigi to come to Paris, which I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and then what's even more interesting is that they have an argument. Okay. Hmm. Well, they have a bit of an argument too because Chris, Christopher is like, yeah, sure. And then uh, Lorelai and him get into an argument, which I thought was kind of weird. They're going to say anything. And then part of me is like, well, you know, maybe it really wasn't her place to say something. I don't know. Yeah. That's so, a tough one. Yeah. Personally, I kind of. Lorelai's values. It's, it seems like. Lorelai's just, I don't know, missing a few character points, more or less, in my opinion. Like, it just seems like we're, we're missing some of those things that make Lorelai Lorelai, like her personality. Like, I think her arguing with Christopher over this seemed more placed to just cause some conflict between her and Christopher, right. rather than be genuinely rooted in concern or whatever. Like, because I don't understand why she was so upset about that. Like, yeah, it's a little weird. It's in April, so we'll just call any kind of fake like drama device in April. Did yes. They were doing, yeah. Yeah. This April. was in April. This was here to cause some fake drama, and um, yeah. Uh, disrespect the actors because I can't imagine what the actors in April went through. This <laughs> and still does probably. Um, and then also too, kind of reminiscent of the scene where Kirk uh, forgot some rotten eggs in town um now yeah, we have right. now we have pickles so um and that, yeah. that dealer didn't want to pick them up because it cost 2500 bucks yeah we so see a town meeting that laurel actually doesn't want to go to maybe her first town meeting she hasn't attended because she doesn't want to see luke makes sense she's still a little bit grieving that i think whether she wants to admit it or not. Like, hmm? i think she's grieving that relationship whether she wants to admit it or not well, and, and, you know, he, and you know it bothers him, but, you know, he saw her and was just like, eh, you know, go off with Christopher. I'm sure you deserve each other kind of thing. Like, he was just like, meh. And that really bothered her that he wasn't broken up about it. Yeah. Or portrayed himself like he wasn't, but I think we're pretty sure he is. <laughs> okay. Um, what was your favorite reference in this episode? Uh, a reference or a best or worst actress? You know what? You're ahead. You're. I was ahead. You're keeping us on the track here. I still. 
I'm pretty Not sure. Very. I feel like COVID is kind of like I don't want to say knock a few brain cells out, but it feels like it's like uh, I was I was saying some goofy stuff yesterday. People were like, something's up with Kurt. I'm like, yeah, it's COVID. I'm pretty sure it's COVID brain. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but I'm going with it. Like, yeah, well, actually, there is a there is a um, especially long haul COVID. There's some cognitive issues that can go on with it. Oh. Also, it could just be that I was stuck inside too for a week too. Yeah, or maybe you just want to shake things up. Do the graphics first. That's okay. We can be close. We we can do. Let's do the uh, performances first because the performances, at least with season seven, always is where the the laughs come from. Not necessarily because of the best performance, but the worst one is just. <laughs> Like, we're hitting bottom of the barrel this season. Like, we're seeing right, real right. bad ones. Uh, and it was so bad that I said the best one was Logan. <laughs> yeah. So just the last episode, I was like, oh, Christopher, which is the first. I, I like Logan's performance. I can't tell you why, but it was, I think because it was so much better than how it's been in the other episode. And worse, I said Rory, I thought she was kind of whiny, which I think was the point. Yeah. But, but that's just not her character, right? Like, Rory is generally not overly whiny. She can be well, resentful. Just, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's times... Like, can turn into people you don't recognize, you know? True. I just think of, like, in season four when she uh, slept with Eve. And, like, she wasn't really whiny. She was argumentative and defensive to the point where it was like, hmm. But she wasn't quite like that. So, I don't know. Right. That's maybe what I'm thinking of, but... Um, yeah. Uh... Let's see here. Oh my gosh. There's a lot to go with for worst. I'll say for best. There wasn't a whole lot of people that were really good in this. But I would probably say that I I did like um, Taylor. I don't know. Taylor and Kirk and the whole thing. Like, I don't know. It was kind of like one of the weirdly entertaining parts of this episode. There wasn't a whole lot, but they were part of it. Um... And then worse, there's a lot here to go off of, but I'm going to say um, Lorelai. I know Lauren Graham has said that she doesn't remember much from this season, but I still, that's not going to give her protection for me saying that her performance is bad, because maybe her saying that is her many minutes bad, not so much her trying to defend it or anything. I'm, I don't know, but I'm just saying it, it was, it's bad. And like her, just getting into arguments with Christopher and it's just being total nonsense. Like, I don't know, this, this season's bad in a lot of ways. Well, I'll give you some context of the photos because, so she, um, no, no, actually, I'm going to be a spoiler if I mention it. But there's something about the, the revival that they brought up and she's like, that didn't happen. And they're like, that totally happened in season seven. And she's like, and I don't remember last season seven because it was like so not in character. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, okay. Now let's get on to favorite reference. You have a favorite reference from this episode. I like the TiVo reference because at the time it was all the rage. TiVo was a big thing? Like, yeah. It was super cool. Yeah, because we had one. So, and then you could, and you could find out like the secret code for like, uh, so you could fast forward to commercials, or you could like skip commercials because they, they had like a 30 second skip and then they kind of took it away, I think, when TiVo came out. Yeah. Um, because your advertisers were like, uh, don't let them skip the commercials. So, um, so when you, you could find out how to do that three-second skip, that was the best. Mm-hmm. I still have the TiVo, actually, because I recorded some interviews I did that's on the hard drive of the TiVo. Oh, interesting. Because I need to, like, get the videos off of there, but, yeah, like, sometime when I have free time, I'll do that. But, yeah, so TiVo was, like, all the rage. 
wasn't and it recommended shows to you which was like a new thing at the time yeah well i know back when this was out like this was when tivo was starting to hit its peak i think the biggest mm-hmm. year for active subscriptions for them because it was a subscription box basically um was in 2008 and they were at 1.7 million subscribers uh, but it says nowadays they're maybe just a little bit shy of a million, but they're pretty close. So they, they're they they're not quite what they used to be. People still use Devo, and I imagine probably people who, yeah, just probably use them when they were coming out still use them. Yeah, stuff like that. We didn't have a TV, so my ex-husband and I, we didn't have a TV for a long time because we just like, didn't watch TV. So we went from like, not having a TV to all of a sudden having a TV and Devo so we like, went like 0 to 100 because we yeah. were viewing um, uh, medical... Um, not documentaries, but like medical to doing education and like giving them feedback on how accurate it was. And so they said, okay, so if you do this, you get like, we'll give you a TiVo so it automatically records the, the continuing education stuff so you can watch and let us know the accuracy and stuff. So it's going to be really, like one day, like we didn't have a TV, the next day we had like a, a big TV and a TiVo. Yeah. And we went, but I was the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like too, like they're, they were acquired by Rovi, and so it was kind of more like a Rovi. It seems like it's, they were kind of more like, kind of like your Amazon Prime stick or something like that. Like somebody, they were kind of more focused on like getting you hardware that you can stream things on. So, but yeah. Wait, who, wait, wait, wait. So who who did what? So Tivo was Tivo was acquired by a company called Rovi. And oh. Yeah. Fire part. Okay. And then during that time, they were basically focused on streaming and stuff like that. So, stuff like Netflix and stuff like that, but, um, but apparently... Yeah, like, now you get this thing called Diva Plus, and it includes, like, Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, stuff like that, so... It's all kind of part of that package there. Which now is, like, recommended stuff. It would recommend and record it where you're like, whoa. (laughs) That's awesome. I remember I watched all this, the Twilight Zone episodes because of TiVo because it would like catch them no matter where it was. It would catch them, record them, and then notify. Oh, awesome. So that way, even if it was on somewhere else that you didn't know about, you would still get it recorded. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You just said, I want to see this show, and it was like, cool, wherever it is, we'll just, here you go. Perfect. Okay. Um, favorite quote from this episode? Do you have a favorite quote? Um, so Christopher was doing the security thing again. And he said, you know, are you here for me or the or because you have a lot of good for people? And she said, well, honestly, it's 10% you and 90% pickle. And I was like, that's honest. Yeah. I think a lot of us would be like 90% pickle, 10% Christopher, or last for Christopher. Oh, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, oh, there was like a thing where... Uh, Rory says, what's, or asks what's going on, Lorelai says, well, Star Salas smells like pickles, and they just had it back and forth, like, pickles, 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 I like that. Okay. That was like, that was like the old style dialogue, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't perfect, but it was at least as close as it gets to, like, the ASP intro pal, you know, at school. Like a little bit of throwback. Yeah. Like, it's like somebody trying to emulate somebody, but not having their skill, so it's like, (laughs) You get an A for effort, and we, we see you're trying, but it's just not the same. 
It's kind of like, like when you see like a Rembrandt and you're like, I can totally draw that and I don't really have drawing skills, so I draw like a stick figure and I'm like, good enough. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. That's what I feel like season seven is. Season seven is like somebody's fan art recreation of Gilmore Girls. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good description. Like, obviously they watched it and they, they know enough about it to do this show, but it's just lacking that polish. So, like that, that it's kind of like stead. Said, I don't know what the word is. Steadiness, I guess, of the show is probably the best word. I don't know. It's, uh, but yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like somebody just doing like a, a fan art version of the show. So. And, yeah, there's a lot of fan art that's really, really good. This yeah. is not bad. No, this <laughs> is bad fan art. Yeah, so I should I, specify. Um, I guess it's all subjective, right? So. Yeah, yeah, to a degree, for sure. You know, some people like it more than others, right? So. Okay. Um, trivia, there's only one on the way to the diner. Lorelai complains about the music Chris is playing in the car. The song's 18 and Life by the band Skid Row, whose lead singer Sebastian Bach plays Gil in Lane's band. Oh. Yeah. So, Gil's we didn't get Gil in the episode, but we got Gil at least in song. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's you guys. So, okay. Any mental health observations in this episode? Yeah, so when um, Christopher talks about somebody being self-actualized, that, that Sherry says she's self-actualized, if you're saying you're self-actualized, you're not actually self-actualized. <laughs> and so self-actualization is from Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. So it's a pyramid. And basically what Maslow said is, you know, the bottom of the pyramid is like food, water, shelter, air, like the stuff you need to survive. And after that, it's like social belonging, love. And the, the pinnacle of the, of the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. That's where you're like basically reaching your potential. Including, you know, self-actualization also realizing that you're never going to be know everything. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying you're self-actualized, I think I've only known like two people in my life that are self-actualized. They both were psych professors. And they were people that you're like, they've got their shit together. You know, like, I mean, I'm like, you know, like there's people in your life who are just like, they've got their shit together. And, yeah. and they are, and I remember like, one of them um, was Dr. Harry Grader, he was amazing, and he could, um, we would be in like supervision for cases, and we would talk about the case, and he could sum up the entire case and create a solution in like one sentence. I have never seen anyone like that except the other case. Mm-hmm. It's a really amazing thing. I think we probably all can name like one or two people in our lives that you're just like, the, I want to be that person I grow up. So when you're self-actualized, you're, you're pretty, you know, you're pretty humble. You aren't like, hey, I think I'm self-actualized. Yeah, so it's just like kind of, like if she said she was self-actualized, that tells me that Sherry still has some stuff going on she needs to work on. Um, also, Michelle wearing a mask didn't seem odd to me. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like, why is she bothering about wearing a mask? And I realized, oh, it's because I'm watching this in the, you know, this was made in the before time, right? So yeah. I'm like, what? Like, that's not weird he's wearing a mask. It's actually very smart, you know. It's funny how normalized wearing masks has become. Um, yeah. It really has, like yeah. You, back in that was like, like rude. Mm-hmm. Well, back in like 2019 or 2018, you'd probably be like, this person wearing a mask. That's a little bizarre. Now it's like that person knows what's up. They are they're responsible for sure. For SARS, I, like when SARS happened, I saw some people wearing masks, but it was really few and far between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was really interesting to see a mask and like it just didn't even register a blip. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't even see the mask. It was, it's funny how, how we've just become, like, it's been so normalized. Yeah. Um, which is good, right? So, um, yeah, I didn't see the mask at all. And it's a big white mask. Like, it's like a heavy-duty mask, right? 
But, um, and also, uh, the, we talked about Rory, like, being suspicious of the co-worker. The co-worker really wasn't doing anything to, to spike that suspicion, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But Rory knows Logan's history. And that Logan, she said, never used pronouns when referring to Bobby. I'm not, maybe Bobby's not into pronouns or whatever. But, you know, she felt like that was enough to go, ha. Huh. And I think also there's that, that not only because he has a narcissistic bent and he cheated on her, and I, I guess that really depends if you think the relationship was over or not, but she had her with multiple people. Mm-hmm. The narcissists make you um, kind of sometimes into a person you don't recognize, and part of that is being very suspicious of other people because the, um, the narcissist has said comments like, oh, I like to get anybody I want, or, you know, they'll, like, talk about somebody at work or somewhere else, and they'll talk about all the attributes that they have that you don't, and that's a way to make you feel insecure. So I think that um, I can see where, while it's out of character for Rory, you can also see how a narcissist would make someone feel that way, because it happens quite a bit. Mm. Um, uh, also, I think, too, it's pretty normal a long-distance relationship to have a conflict, even if you're seeing each other a couple days. And uh, because there's that, you're trying to make everything great for that couple of days, and it can be really hard to do that. And it's not really real life, right? Because real life still happens while you're together in a long distance relationship. And people have, you know, been waiting for months and stuff to see each other in years. Um, and so there's a lot of pressure on each other. And if it's not perfect, people feel kind of, you know, upset by that. And, um, and it's just that you have to just keep living a regular life, and you are still going to have arguments when you're together. In fact, you may do it before the person leaves, which is what we saw. Because it's, it's kind of psychologically, it's, it's, it's easier for you to detach from the person and send them back home or wherever um, if you get into a fight first. Yeah. Or, so that's pretty common. So that's what we saw. So uh, Also, was it Lorelai's place to say something about Gigi? I mean, it really kind of wasn't her business. No. So, but at the same time, I can also see that she's a champion for kids. So she was concerned about the, the au pair going with, um, or nanny going with her by, you know, by herself to visit a mom that just kind of often left their kid. Um, so I, I, I get that, you know, Lorelai advocates for kids, and she's done that in other episodes. Um, so part of it I say, okay, yeah, she does have a, she does feel obligated to speak for those that can't speak for themselves, like kids. Uh, but also at the same time, is it really her issue? So I mean, she tried to hold it in, but then I got to a point where I think she was like, you know what, this does not go with my values as a parent or as a human being. So, um, and then Emily did a classic, uh, narcissist move of inviting them to do something, but yet also criticizing them at the same time. Yeah. And calling them, what did she call them, like, drives of society or some, some word that starts with a D. Something like that. Because they, they drank a bottle of wine or something, and she actually said it twice. It's one of the few times you can see um, Richard, like, calling, calling Emily out on it. Like, she, he basically just says, like, Emily, like, you know, kind of reprimanding her. That's one of the few times you see him do that. Yeah. So, that's I think it's time to uh, rate this episode. What do you think for a score? I give it like a four. Okay. How about you? Uh, I think this will also be low. <laughs> I think the first, like I would say, third or half of the season is not strong. But uh, I'm trying to think. Like I gave the last one a three. I think this one's even worse. I want to say two out of ten. Okay. There. Yeah. Uh, I think the main thing for me is that, uh, it, I don't know, it seemed like they were recycling a lot, like the egg plot with the pickles and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's like, I, I saw this story already in season four, and it was funny then, so now when you recycle it in season seven, it's not funny, because I've seen this already. And, sure, you know, 
store or shows kind of like reuse plot lines. It's not that uncommon, but it's how they do it in this that is so egregious, in my opinion. So, unfortunately. I had to look around the run. I got stuck at your right. Yeah. Like, it just, it, done. it seems like there's not enough here to make it entertaining. And the stuff that is just uninspired. Uh, so, yeah. Sounds long, right? Yes. Felt like they could have trimmed a lot from this, but that being said, you know, they're trying their best, and you know, I give them some credit, but like, this is not what you do by retreading jokes and stories from like three, four episodes or seasons ago. So, yeah, I mean, and the pressure that was on on the people that took over the show because of the season, yeah, that well, was a lot of pressure. How do you live up to it? I don't that. blame anybody, like, I, I hope that comes across, like, when. It's not the writer's fault. They had a tough job to do, and it was nearly impossible either way. But it still doesn't change the fact that, yeah, there's some really bad like storylines in this. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact that, yeah, I would blame, if anybody, not the writers, but more the showrunner. Uh, David Rosenthal, he took over for Andy Sherman Palladino, because he was driving that ship, and as much as the writers may have some issues or whatever, his job as a director was always to keep, or a showrunner was to keep everything on track, and I don't think he did. Okay. If Amy Sherman had the disease on a board, and it was the show producers, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Healing from Toxic Relationships is her new book coming out in July. And definitely will have to check that out personally. Uh, I'm curious, because, yeah, the last book of yours I read when I was on vacation was a great read. I was soaking up the race. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe yeah, some... <laughs> reading, reading a book about gaslighting while you're in Mexico on vacation is, is maybe not most people's idea of fun, but it was, it was good. But it was Yes. I love to read while I'm on vacation, because I don't read a lot most of the time. And it's not because I don't like reading. I just don't necessarily have the attention or time for it, but when I'm on vacation... You've got this empire, and then you work, too, so... Yeah, and then, like, you know, it's a little bit easier to, like, lay on the couch or sit on the chair and watch a TV show or play a video game than it is to read a book where it's a little bit more active participating, so... All right. Well, I apologize for Connor barking, but if you're annoyed, listeners, by listening to barking, guess how annoyed I am. I haven't heard anything, so if I haven't heard anything, really? the listeners have Seriously? He's yeah. got that puppy, like, high-pitched, like, you know, like, they get frustrated because you're, like, not, like, you're not letting him eat the tablecloth. Yeah. So they're like, right. Yeah, he's actually really good way to calm, but I'm like, oh, man, he had to do it during his podcast. Yeah, seriously. No, I haven't heard him at all, so. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's so high-pitched, like, nobody else can hear it but me. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.